everybody, Ben here for the Bono Podcast, and welcome to the Monthly Meta. Every month we get together and we have a look at two things in competitive Blood Bowl. What's legal and what's lethal. So we're going to have a look first at what's legal, which is everything available for Blood Bowl. This week, we are going to have a look at some unofficial things as well as the official things too. So if you're just getting into Blood Bowl from scratch, you're just coming back to Blood Bowl after not playing since second edition, or you're coming to the, the light side from the dark side of 40k or something like that, you'll have a good breakdown of what's available and what you need to play. Spoiler alert, it's not a lot, but there's a lot of cool extra options there for you in Blood Bowl as well. And more importantly, as Blood Bowl 2020, the version is kind of settling in a bit more, we're going to have a little bit of a look at some of the unofficial things you can add as well. So you can expand your Blood Bowl verse. And then secondly, we're going to have a look at what's lethal, being that we're going to have a look at some of the results of NAF tournaments to see which teams are the most winning and which teams are the most popular. But for now, let's have a look at what's legal. Okay, so what's legal in Blood Bowl? Uh, before we go on, I just want to say I'm going to drop this into the podcast feed as well. So it is there for you to listen to. A few people mentioned on the last video kind of said like, hey, can we have this in the feed so that we can listen to it so we don't miss it? And actually, yes, it's not a difficulty. So this will be on the podcast feed as well. So if you don't have time to watch the video, you can listen while we drive around. And I'll do my best to read out the numbers. Anyway, Blood Bowl 2020, which came out in, I'm thinking... <laughs> did it come out in 2020 it might have come out in 2020 it did come out in 2020 because of the apocalypse yes anyway blood bowl 2020 the most recent version of blood bowl what do you need to play you can and will need the rule book now you kind of need the rule book for every war game right now there's a pdf available from games workshop and you'll be able to pick up the book quite cheap on ebay i'm sure the rules have changed a bit from the old version, so if you are a Blood Bowl 2 player or you played the old CRP rules, um, a lot of it is similar. I'm probably going to say 95% is the same kind of game, but there are a few nuances, there's a new stat, there's a few new things, so you will actually have to kind of get the rulebook. Some of the skills have changed. I think a lot for the better, specifically around the league structure as well. So if you're playing with that full-on star player points, developing your teams, which is probably the best way to play Blood Bowl, then you are going to need the new rules for that. But there's plenty of videos and things out there for you to catch back up with what the rules are. And we've got plenty of games on the channel. So if you want to see how a game kind of unfolds there's plenty of you to watch now the rule book you'll need to buy but then there's a couple of things out there as well the faqs are important games workshop does an faq cycle of six months so every may and every november um, they will do an faq for a few things in the game it is november but last year they didn't drop it till the 30th of november and i didn't want to wait till that time we will definitely provide coverage of the faq when it lands we're not expecting a huge amount so in some of the historical faqs now uh, some star players have changed costs we've seen teams change tier which doesn't mean a lot normally unless you're using the tier structure for tournaments uh, which most tournaments do so the faqs are, are worthwhile checking out the biggest one that we saw in the may one was the change to uh, the clarification shall we say to throw teammate as a lot of us were doing it slightly wrong and um it's kind of definitely changed up a few things basically if you throw a player and your player who is being thrown hits any other player it's a turnover now um it would it it definitely clears it up and that is what it says in the rule book it's just 
The bit above it and the bit below it says doesn't cause a turnover. So everyone kind of thought, ah, this section doesn't cause a turnover. But it does. Spoiler alert. Now, if you also want to buy the Almanacs, they come out every year. And what they've got in those is the star players that came out during that year the spike magazines which we'll come to in a second and uh, if there's any articles so the last uh, almanac had the star players the spike magazines and i think the referee rules as well so they're a great thing to pick up at the end of the year to capture all of the releases um for blood bowl but realistically you need the rule book and in the rule book there are 21 teams and 24 star players i think so there's a ton of Blood Bowl in there, but there are more Blood Bowl teams than just the ones in the core rulebook. And if you want more teams for Blood Bowl, then this is where they are. So when Games Workshop revamps a team, they'll do it in a certain way. They'll release a box team, they'll release some star players, and all of the rules for both of those things will be in a spike magazine so this most recent spike magazine was spike 15 which was the amazon team now the box team was uh, released and inside the box team is the roster and the rules for the team even if a team introduces a new special rule it will be on that rules pamphlet along with the instructions so if you want to play norse if you want to play amazons or corn all you have to do is buy the box of models from Games Workshop and the rules are inside there, which is brilliant. So if you want to get into Blood Bowl and play the newest Amazon team, what you need to do is get the rule book, the core rule book, and then buy the Amazon team. That's it. That's great. As far as wargaming goes, that is brilliant. And most of you will already have the rule book or know the rules of Blood Bowl anyway. I do recommend the rule book. Uh, I've got it on my phone as a PDF. It, it's like the best 20 pounds i think i've ever spent from games workshop tournaments whatever league it's just there i absolutely love using it that way and i'm sure that for you piracy people out there you can get hold of a copy for the low low price of breaking the law anyway um you can pick up a team and it will have the rules in there if you buy a star player from games workshop the rules are in there as well which is a really accessible way to do it but there are spike magazines for every team that's been released since Blood Bowl 2020. And these are... Are these? These are my favourite things about Blood Bowl. They're 35, 36 pages long. They're not massive books, but they come in there with... And what, how much is it? Uh, maybe like 10, 12 pounds or something? It is a great thing. There's a load of background for the teams. There's some strategy, some tactics, some theory. There's the star player background and rules. You've got league rules normally, maybe an inducement or two. I, I really like them. They're really good. If you want to play a team and get kind of thematically involved with it, the Spike magazines are a brilliant thing to pick up. There's great bits of fluff. Um, my favourite segment in every one of them is one page where they detail four other famous teams of that type. And there's like this much lore, but for someone like me, I read it and I'm like, ooh, that's a really interesting theme for this team. I really like the way they do it. Now, if you wanted to play that team, like I said, you don't need to pick up the Spike magazine, which is pretty great. But for that price and what you get from it, I think they're definitely great value. They're great entertainment anyway. You can chill out, read your book with a cup of tea and just kind of immerse yourself further in Blood Bowl. So, rulebook, 21 teams. You've got all these additional teams available with Spike magazines. All the rules are in the boxes. But there are some teams in Blood Bowl that don't have models yet from Games Workshop. All right, they had models, but before, a lot of you were born, probably. So the Teams of Legend PDF, which I'll link below, has now only got four teams in there. 
and it's a PDF available to download from the Games Workshop website, and there's 14 rosters in there. We've got High Elves, we've got Chaos Dwarves, or we've got Tomb Kings, or Kemri, and we've got Vampires. Those are the only four teams that Games Workshop hasn't got round to re-releasing or changing up a bit now. So it's kind of barreling towards the end of the the rebuild of this but at the pace games workshops putting out teams we've got another couple of years before we see them it is november and the chances of us having another blood bowl release before the end of the year are pretty slim now i'm recording this on a sunday so six o'clock tonight we may see a blood bowl release but it is very unlikely given the way games workshop are doing things now which is splash preview 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 and then up for pre-order so i think we're kind of gonna be a bit too squeaky to get it in by christmas last year we had the dungeon bowl out by christmas but that was spoiled on the end of october and we're halfway through november now so again chances of another blood bowl team this year pretty slim we've had norse and we've had amazons and there's four left to go and the rules for those are all in teams of legend pdf if you want to buy a team for them and you don't have one or you don't want to convert one we actually have top five fridays for all the old teams now where we show off some of the best third party teams available so if you want to run vampires we've got a list of vampire teams for you and i do recommend vampires they are great fun now there's one more team that you will be allowed in most tournaments and most leagues to run and that is the naf slan team so the naf is the player association for blood bowl you uh pay a yearly fee and you can track your stats and they do a really good job of what i would call curating tournaments to make sure that if you're going to a naf blood bowl tournament you're gonna be playing blood bowl at a reasonable kind of clip it's a really good you just it just adds that kind of trust element to it like this is being taken not seriously, but this is a reasonable way to play Blood Bowl. The Blood Bowl I'm going to be playing here is out of the book. This is, and that I think is really important for Blood Bowl players. It's, every tournament's run differently. Every tournament's got a twist, but having a five percent twist and ninety-five percent out of the rulebook really important to be able to go and play. Unless you're kind of playing in a local tournament where everyone's everything's just gone to heck. Or Bonehead Bowl, where you've got mixed teams, but we've got 50 coaches for that coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, so that's going to be absolute carnage. You've got the rulebook teams, you've got the Spike Magazine teams, you've got the Teams of Legend, which is free, and you've got the Slan team, which is Space Frogs, Jump It Around, or if you play Blood Bowl 2, it's the Kislev team. Um, so you've got plenty of different options to play Blood Bowl teams at a really low price. And like I said, the star players that they've released, if you pick them up from Forge World, they come with the rules on the little instruction packet, or they're basically all available now for the rules, uh, the rules card to be downloaded from the Games Workshop website, or they're covered in your Spike magazine, or they're covered in the Almanac. So very low cost of entry. So that's core Blood Bowl. Rulebook plus team plus pitch obviously and dice and you're good to go now this is where it gets fun blood bowl is an excellent game 11's standard is just it's the best game games workshops ever produced but what do you like when something is good more of good things and there's some optional releases that games workshop have published that i think are definitely worth looking at death zone 2021 was a big book released last year a rule book that had nothing but additional league and non-league extras in there there's rules for giants there's rules for building your own mercenaries there's about a ton of inducements wizards non-wizards drummers all kinds of things to add to your blood bowl league 
I believe there's weather charts and stadium rules and star player rules and most importantly of all rules for Blood Bowl 7s which was a different and better way of playing Blood Bowl so Death Zone is kind of like your expanded book you've got Blood Bowl you've got your team and then you pick up Death Zone for more inducements different things to add to your game it's a great thing to have and it's useful for leagues because you've got more inducements in there and it's useful for tournaments because if you're going to be running a tournament you kind of want to have a couple of special things about it whether it's running a giant or whether a different weather package or something like that so the death zone book is really worth picking up most importantly of all though it's got extra inducements and the rules for blood bowl sevens which is my favorite way to play blood bowl elevens is great playing at league is just beautiful but there's nothing better than playing a game of blood bowl getting highs and lows in 45 minutes and then racking up another game now we've got a series at the moment super seven super series that is playing sevens out and it's a great way to play we've just wrapped up a two-day tournament with 11s on the saturday and sevens on the sunday so there's plenty of there's plenty of gameplay out there for you to be able to go and see some sevens games being played and i do think it's a brilliant way to go um dungeon bowl oh man blood bowl's so good these days dungeon bowl is another way to play it takes the carnage of blood bowl and places it underground in a dungeon again we've just done a series uh, covering a dungeon bowl mini league this is an awesome and very different way to play blood bowl so the pitch is gone you play in a dungeon instead the dungeon bowl box set's got rules for that but there's other ways to make a dungeon you can build one yourself you can pick up one of our poster versions it is just a really cool and different way to play there's wizards there's eight new teams that are made up of other teams so the colleges so you've got fire where you've got a bit of corn a bit of ogres a bit of dwarf it's a really cool variant to blood bowl there are treasure chests there are teleporters and there are just some great sequences to be played out so dungeon bowl absolutely recommend it's great every now and again for your league to play that or going to a tournament i'm not just saying that because we host dorset dungeon bowl and last year we sold out this year i'm expecting next year i'm expecting it to be really popular as well because it was such a good event dungeon bowl it's just a great way to play now there's a few other things out there from games workshop as well I've lost my special play cards. I've normally got a stack of them here. Special play cards and pitches. Now, the pitches come with special rules in them. Those special rules are also in the Spike magazines. And the special play cards are an inducement in the game. But I think of all the things we see in Blood Bowl, the special play cards are used the least frequently. Um, very, very, very rarely used in tournaments because they are incredibly swingy. So some cards can do almost nothing. Some cards can do almost everything. So they're a bit swingy and trying to keep up with all the cards that are available is a bit of a challenge. I personally don't bother picking up the special play cards anymore. But if you want to introduce some more narrative fun in there and you've got access to them, they are great fun. They are not balanced. They are going to create some interesting game states and some extra add-ons and some extra story. And if you're up for that, then absolutely recommended that and everything else um, on this list. And last, in White Dwarf 466, there are rules for referees. Now, this is all optional, all extra and it's just all fun. The referee rules were quite cool. You actually put a referee on the pitch and you can blitz him, you can foul him and get him sent off. And if you get rid of him, you can foul without being sent off. It's a cool addition to the game. That's just, again, well up there with theme and fun. Uh, we've got videos covering all of these things as well. So if you want to know more before you go and buy that or whatever, then actually you can go and catch up with the rules and how good it is. But this is all basically optional. 
check in with your league check in with your tournament there may be a couple of things on there that they're introducing but if they do they'll probably produce the specific rule there for ease of access for the players but this is it the core of blood bowl is the book and a team and then there's so much to add including a whole bunch of unofficial extras so blood bowl 2020 came out during the apocalypse 2021 tournament started up we started playing 2022 has been a full year of excellent tournaments and 2023 is going to be all about the world cup and exploring more and this is a list here of some great things to do so if you want to spice up blood bowl try some different things this is unofficial stuff that's not certified by games workshop mixed teams we love them we're running a tournament in just a couple of weeks where you're allowing them the bonehead bowl uh, the rule book is um the rule book the rules for the tournament are on our website we use alignments to kind of fit it up so it's a really cool way of combining teams it does up the power level but that's the point it's you know you're playing blood and you're like oh, i wish i could have dark elves with skaven run it it is outrageously fun the builds you can brew up are just nonsense you've got four trolls you've got tomb kings and and uh an undead where you've got like six mummies on the pitch it is a brilliant way to play blood bowl the games are just extra violent and extra spicy i really love it it's a great rule set or you could check out Fumble. Now, Fumble is an online way to play Blood Bowl. It's free, but it is using a very old graphic set, and it's on it's Java, it's browser-based. It's great, okay? It does not have the graphical intensity of Blood Bowl 1, <laughs> but if you like your kind of 64-bit graphics, no, that's not fair, 32-bit graphics, it's awesome. I love it. It's a great way to play Blood Bowl. But more importantly here, they have something called the secret league and the secret league is full of secret teams and these teams are unofficial in every single way but they get played a lot and there's some great stuff in there there's giant teams squig teams there's a whole myriad of different teams out there chaos demon teams it's just so much fun but in the before times before blood bowl 2020 came out we played a ton of this in fact season two of seven super series was using the secret league teams as we go into 2023 we're going to want to kind of delve into those a bit more but if you are kind of hankering for more blood bowl fumble's a great place to go it's a free way to play standard blood bowl with standard blood bowl league rules or you can get some games in with some very very non-standard blood bowl teams and i tell you what it will be a unique experience for it and there's other variants out there so the naf um kind of collected some rule sets now the rule sets are out of date they're all for the 2016 version but it doesn't take a huge amount to kind of change them for 2020 again we're going to start looking at this as we move through street bowl is blood bowl on a street it's basically sevens teams but instead of playing on a sevens pitch you play with just the middle section of a standard blood bowl pitch so it's actually really accessible it's set in a back street in a town it's so good um very violent the ground has mighty blow essentially it's a really cool thematic rule set there's beach bowl which is really popular too which is similar to sevens um just think that scene from every top gun movie but with blood bowl players there's four player rules in death bowl and death zone uh, death bowl sevens which is basically four pitches four pitch sides intermixed um i've i'm currently building a death bowl sevens pitch in fact if you watched the podcast uh, last weekend you would have seen me show off my work in progress of it and uh, we'll be hopefully bringing you a december death bowl game a four player sevens blood bowl 
yeah that's exciting there's also tunnel bowl which is something we brewed up back in the 10s or 20s of the podcast which is blood bowl 11s or blood bowl 7s but with essentially pieces of line of sight or square blocking terrain onto your pitch it's halfway between dungeon bowl and a standard blood bowl pitch so if you don't want to or can't make a dungeon actually there's a way that you can just cut out bits of cardboard in the shapes of stuff put them onto the pitch take turns placing it create new layouts and new sort of running lanes it's a really interesting way to add things to blood bowl but these are all unofficial but i just wanted to highlight that you've got core blood bowl then you've got the games workshop expanded fun bits of blood bowl and then you've got the community-led even more expanded bits of blood bowl and i guarantee you there's stuff out there not on this list that we don't even know about yet and talking about things we don't even know about yet, what's next for Blood Bowl 2020? So there's a couple of models missing from the range at the moment, which is Bryce the Slice, the Undead Chainsaw player, back from Spike 11, uh, and Grashnak Blackhoof, who is just an awesome star player. No model, he is a big, dark Minotaur, and he came with the Corn team, but again, we haven't seen the model for him either. Those are the only star player models we're waiting for from Games Workshop. And given how long we waited for uh, Rumbelo and stuff, that's not bad. But they are nearly complete with their model range, so I expect to see those guys at some point as well. And the rumoured next team. We thought we might see one come in this year. Again, I've already kind of said that we've probably missed that time spot now. But the rumour has been kicking around that vampires were tested at the same time as Amazons. So we could see vampires potentially drop in January. The rumours could all be complete nonsense and Games Workshop certainly is not opposed to changing direction quickly. Who knows? On any given Sunday, Games Workshop could drop anything they wanted for Blood Bowl. And that's a really exciting place to be. But the thing we are keeping our ear to the ground on is the November 2022 FAQ. So we don't quite know what they're going to cover. I know that the community does a really good job of kind of collating all the rules questions. And let's be let's be fair, there's plenty of them kicking around. We might see Bomber have his price increased. We could see some rules clarifications. There's definitely some bits in uh, Dungeon Bowl and Death Zone that need a little bit more clarification. But whether we'll see it or not, it doesn't really matter. Because for the majority of it, Blood Bowl's rules are in a really good place. And this just... It's just getting bigger and it's just getting better. Okay, so that wraps up what's legal in Blood Bowl. Now it's time to look at what's lethal. So what we're going to do is we've collated a bunch of results that have been output by Mike Davies on Tableau. Again, I'll link that below. And it's all the results that have been recorded by the NAF since our last video. So what we've got is two things we're primarily going to cover right now, which is recent results so what teams are doing well in the last period and what teams are the most popular in the last period and then we'll wrap up with a quick top 10 of the most winning teams throughout blood bowl 2020 so we're going to start with the period win percentages so we last did the video in october so over the last kind of five six weeks of results which teams have been winning the most and we're going to start with teams 21 through 29 and we'll talk about their position drops and their percentages and see how well they've done so in the last period of competitive blood bowl black orcs have dropped down into the last spot and goblins have snuck up finally goblins have been loitering down in the bottom win percentages for a long time it started out as low as 35 percent it was quite an aberration with uh, fungus more importantly with bomber 
we've seen goblins climb up and up and up and they've actually managed to get themselves out of the bottom spot there up to 43 percent win space black orcs uh while posting a quite few amount of games are still not getting the wins that they need which is a bit of a shame now i love black orcs they are a slow brew team they do require a few extra skills to get really cooking they don't have access to hack flame which i think hurts them more than anything here that ability to just take a high movement piece or a high edge piece in a tournament almost every other team gets access to griff or hackblem so uh, the fact that black orcs don't get that means that they don't have that speed attack trust me i ran these up to the semi-final in our local league black orcs they just need a little bit of help but maybe they'll get there uh moving up a bit vampires have dropped 11 places down to 27 ogres have climbed up up to 45 percent win rate nurgle dropped four to 45 humans have dropped one uh corn have dropped three lizards have taken an absolute beasting over the last month but 969 games played for lizards they're down at 47 percent win rate at the moment but uh i mean almost a thousand games in the last period and snotlings climbing five spots to 21 with a win percentage of 48 so we've got goblins ogres and snotlings all in the bottom 10 teams of blood bowl they are tier three lizardmen being the only tier one team in the bottom after dropping seven spots to 22 which takes us to the middle of the table for the last period in blood bowl and at 20th we've got chaos renegades who've climbed a couple of spots at 48 percent win rate norse have dropped a place down to 48 percent at 19. now we saw norse the new norse roster arrive and the norse results have been flocking in a much more popular team um but the win rate has dropped and i think it's fair to say that there's a couple of things that we've kind of identified from a couple of these teams black orcs are one of the teams that need a bit more spice and they start in the starter kit so we can expect a lot of kind of new starters to blood bowl will be playing them norse new release team newly structured team not a complete remake but definitely a lot of change to their old edition actually we're seeing players go and learn that which i think is probably hampering their win percentage but it's 48 percent okay i think anything within 45 to 55 is really good balance uh, so norse drop a spot to 19 up six spots is halflings so halflings are notorious for being able to take griff or the Carla Zug combo and or Rumblo actually they've got a myriad of great star players so it's cool to see a uh, stunty team a nice tier three team performing well having a really good last period there 49% win rate uh, Imperial Nobility up eight spots from the last period at 49% now Imperial Nobility again another starter set uh, was loitering down in the 20s not far off Black Orcs but actually had a good month not a huge amount of games only 270 but still orcs 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 dropping nine spots this month down to 16 and four spots down ah oh, my boys skaven come on still 49 percent win rate that's i'm gonna say balance i don't know skaven have not been as competitive in this edition versus underworld i think that that split has taken a lot of those skaven coaches and given them a cheaper package so they can take uh hack blem uh, so i'm gonna blame the skaven teams dropping to 15 on underworld somehow um at 14 and staying at 14 from last time is elven union bang in the middle at 50 percent also at 50 percent we've got chaos up six spots necro at 51 percent up one spot to 12 
and chaos dwarves up one spot from last month at 51 percent as well so chaos dwarf uh is probably going to be one of the most potent teams to get uh, revamped when the team of legend comes out but sitting pretty in very much the top half with an over 50% win rate. Which takes us to the top 10 competitive Blood Bowl teams of the last month. At number 10, down seven spots. Still at 52% win rate is undead. 800 games recorded for them in the last period as well, which is a chunk of games, and we'll see that in a second. OWA, eight points up. I think probably one of the biggest climbers in this, in this list owa something has happened they have just started to gel with players we saw some really competitive owa teams at sca both in 11s and 7s and it's so good to see that team now the dwarves are no good that's not fair the dwarf blockers are no good in that team but everything else works together really nicely especially when you see kind of sevens because it tends to be a human team with a troll slayer now when it comes to owa in 11s they get access to some good star players as well and you can kind of budget for it it's a cool mix and i'm really pleased to see some win percentages there not a lot of games played with these guys at 203 in the last period but of those 203 games over 100 victories so good job owa teams down four spots tomb kings still hitting 52 percent win rate but seeing them drop out of the top five for the first time in quite a few months tomb kings being that high was impressive this entire time another team of legend team there this team with no edge three in sight but those four strength five no negatrait big guys is a brutal roster again it'll be really interesting to see what games workshop do when they revamp those guys we've got dwarves up one spot to seven 53 win rate and amazons bouncing back with the new no 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 we haven't seen this amazon's up four spots at 53 percent 390 games this is the uptick but it is that period and we're going to see this probably through to february next year where there are tournaments that still allow the old roster or do not allow the new roster because um the old one is still in effect so over the next few months we're going to see the amazon results peak and trough we saw a fair mix of people trying to get the last games in with Amazons. We saw a fair mix of people trying to get their first games in with new Amazons. So actually, the fact they've climbed up, we can't say is the new roster. We can't say that it's not people just desperately trying to get some good performance in from the old format as well. So we're going to have to keep an eye on Amazons. But right now, one of the rosters is doing well at 53%. Slan, my frog boys are up four spots into the top five for the last period and i'd absolutely love to see that not a huge amount of games played but more than owa so that's quite cool so 54 percent win rate for slan 54 percent win rate for high elves no wood elves who are up two spots to number four high elves have dropped a place for the first time in a long time down to 55 percent win rate third spot for them and dark elves take the second spot up three places with underworld sitting at 56% for the last period in the top spot there. Uh, there's just a teeny tiny percentage difference there between Underworld and Dark Elves. Otherwise, Dark Elves would have ousted Underworld. Now, Underworld were posting a 65% win rate as we went into this year, I believe. So to see them actually drop down to 56 in the last period, be there with Dark Elves, who have always been competitive, but not quite this strong high elves have been competitive for a good year it's nice to see wood elves back in the mix this is a really interesting last period and it's starting to trend back 
to 2016. Underworld were never the best in 2016. They got their roster revamped and then the entire edition changed. Dark Elves, High Elves, Wood Elves, uh, Amazons, Dwarf, Undead have all been classic top performing tier one teams and they're up there we got a couple of surprises in there with tomb kings and owa and of course my boys slan so interesting to see some good tier two teams in there but everything here with the exception of dark elves and underworld 55 percent or under so that 10 percent grouping in the middle is not bad if you think that actually underworld and dark elves of the last period have been 56 percent win rate Vampires 44, Goblins 43, and Blackhawks 42. We are definitely returning to a bit more of a middle cluster. So that is the lethal. That is the most winningest teams over the last period. Let's have a look at the most popular. Okay, so we're going to start out with the 21 through 29 most popular teams. And the reason we're looking at this is because you can kind of take these two data points and get a good guess of what you're likely to see at a tournament. Now, every tournament's rule set is different and the skill packages and whether or not they design their own tier listing will affect which teams perform well which teams have an advantage and that's one of the fun things about tournaments but if we look at the most popular teams of the last few months the most winningest teams of the last few months you can probably get to grips with what you're likely to expect so uh at the bottom we've got vampires still there at 29 spots with just over 100 games played owa nurgle and imperial ability dropping a spot there at about 250 games played each elven union on 270 up three spots slan actually down a spot to 24 because tomb kings boosted up a spot to 23 so these are all kind of speciality teams really vampires slan tomb kings are um either teams of legend or the slan is the unofficial team none of them have a box for you to go and buy elven union being outperformed by hails at the moment um imperial nobility and owa are kind of at a glance worse humans nurgle have their own challenges as well now i think all of these teams are really interesting and can be very competitive as we've seen from looking at the results but there tends to be a easier access alternative to a team or just a more tempting version it's interesting to see i'm not surprised to see these teams at the bottom chaos and chaos renegades they're coming in uh, 330 games for chaos and 350 games for renegades renegades down a lot in popularity it's a difficult roster to run you've kind of got to lean into the skill packages so um, tournaments where they have more skills and more access renegades will be more popular and actually chaos sits in a, a similar place there with no core starting skills you need that extra um not even cash is going to help chaos you need the skills themselves so interesting one to see there that's our bottom nine teams and going into the middle here we see amazons actually decline down to 20th spot with 390 391s and snotlings up two spots up four spots is ogres we've got black orcs down six spots to 17 goblins exactly right in the middle there at th <laughs> 438 games played so 16 spot for goblins so the stunty teams they're all kind of sitting in the middle at uh 16 17 18 19 really halflings at 15 there you go so i think we saw a little bit of a 
a decline in stunty teams being played, but actually they're the middle of the pack. Stunty at tournament is a challenge. You can sneak and cheat with star players, or you can just go there to win the Stunty Cup. Um, so there's plenty of Stunties out there. They're just never the most popular. Now, as we get into the top half, Wood Elves actually up five spots at 480 games. Underworld sticking at 13, which just makes all kinds of sense. 490 games. Corn representing just over 500 games to the 12th spot. And number 11 is Norse, who've taken a two-spot slide, but still over 500 games played. Okay, so let's bounce into the top 10 most popular teams. I am excited to see this. Hyos up eight spots. Now, Hyos are a team of legend. What we have seen over the last few months is a couple of really good STL um, teams that have landed for them. We've got print-to-pitch videos for them. That's the Ugni team and the Torchlight team. And we've also got a couple of other teams kicking around. The Weyer Games high-off team has arrived in new scale. And I don't want to give away the farm too much but the punga hyal team that is out for kickstarter at the moment is absolutely delicious so high elves are out there for third party games workshop has not done them but to see them come up eight spots into the top 10 given how popular they've been that's not fair given how um powerful they've been that they've been in the top two for a while and when it comes to competitive percentage wins it's i'm not surprised to see them getting more popular i think being more accessible through 3d printing has massively helped and everybody knows about high elves because they are one of the best teams in blood bowl uh humans are down four spots 600 games chaos dwarves sticking around the same dropping a spot skaven up three spots there at 700 games uh necro sticking at six dark elves up three spots 730 games dwarves sticking at four Undead down one to three, Orcs down one to two, and Lizardmen there with 969 games of Lizardmen, 965 games of Orcs, 800 games of Undead. Lizardmen climbing to number one uh, up two spots means that your top 10 most popular teams that you're likely to see at a NAF event Lizards, Orcs, Undead, Dwarf, Dark Elf, Necromantic, Skaven, Chaos Dwarves, Human, and High Elves. But you're twice as likely to see a Lizardman or an Orc team as you are a High Elf team. That's how popular they it are. It seems only appropriate that we do a quick check-in on the most winning teams of Blood Bowl 2020. So this is all-time of Blood Bowl 2020. Undead up one spot into the top 10 at 51.85% win rate. Chaos Dwarves down two spots, 52.5%. Slan up a spot to eight at 52.7%. Wood Elves up a spot to seven at 52.83%. Dwarves and Dark Elves staying put both at 53% win rate there. And we've got Tomb Kings staying at 4. Amazons staying at 3. So Tomb Kings at 53.8%. Amazons at 54.5%. High Elves are your number 2 team in Blood Bowl. We just talked about it. 56.47%. And sticking there at the top spot is Underworld at 59.53%. And we don't normally go into the detail of the decimal points, but it's really important to see when it comes to Underworld that they are dropping. So the overall all-time stats, Underworld are coming back into line with the pack a bit more. They were sitting at 65% and they've dropped now to 59.5%. So they are coming back into the pack but they are still a solid 3% ahead of everybody else. Okay, we've covered what's legal, we've covered what's lethal, and what's popular, really. So hopefully that's got you caught up to date with what's going on in competitive Blood Bowl. 
it's not that hard to get into and <laughs> with uh, with nearly 30 teams in blood bowl the stats are not that different so any team can win any match there are some teams that have got a slight edge and there are some teams that definitely don't but uh, any league game any tournament game none of it is a given you will never get turn one ruffle stumped you will never be blasted out of the game with blood bowl even if you spend the first few turns losing three or four guys there's a whole other half as well. So I love Blood Bowl. It's in a really good spot. We're seeing those win percentages collapse in on themselves, which is excellent. And when we're running tournaments, we don't know what we're going to see. We see a spike of this team, a drop in this team. In the summer, it was Goblin and Orc season. We had hardly any stunty this time at SCA. And the rule set was actually quite similar. So there's this really nice fluctuation with Blood Bowl. We've got stats, but at any tournament, because you're playing, I mean, we still had, what, 80 coaches, I think, signed up at SCA. We still saw such an interesting mix of teams that you still have to plan to play anything in Blood Bowl. And anything can be anything else in Blood Bowl, which means that every game is a unique, stressful spectacle. And quite frankly, that's why we play. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think of these results in the comments. And we'll be back again soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support the channel even further, please like and subscribe. It really does help us out. Or come join us on YouTube members or in Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to some content, some loot, early access to basically everything we do, as well as regular competitions. Or you can pick up some Bonehead Podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com. We've got the Dungeon Bowl things. We've got tokens and stuff like that. Or on our Spreadshirt site as well. Everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Happy blocking.